Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Uh, you know what else is stuck in the 90s? What? Welcome to the Animation Station <laughs> Podcast, episode 64. Ooh, My 64. name is Josh. I'm Corey. I'm Gavin. I'm and back. About time. I know, and right? this week we're going to be discussing Armin Animation's 2005 film, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. That is right. I'm excited. So, Gavin, wh- wh- where have you been in the last episode? Well, I was in the happiest place on Earth, Disneyland, for four and a half days. It was magical. And I got to bring Charlie with me. It was her first time ever in a Disney park. Kind of like my last trip, I got to take you. First time ever hey, in a Disney park. And next time, it's Corey's first time nope, ever. I've, I've been to Disney World. Yeah, he's been, been to, to Disneyland. Yeah. No, I've not. It'll be his first time to Disneyland. You got to take him to Disneyland. Be, yeah, that would be something. True. Yeah, no. definitely. My first time in Disney World, I was, I think, 9 or 10, and I just mm-hmm. went to a park by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Did uh, you have fun? Did you enjoy oh, it? I had a blast. Oh, cool. Uh, my mom and my stepdad and step family wanted to go to a different park, and I wanted to go to the water park. So I threw a little ah. child fit, and they basically said, all right, it's 8 a.m., be back here at 5 p.m. Nice. So I took a bus and went to the water park by myself. That As is a 9-year-old. Awesome. Yes. yes. Amazing. Huh. <laughs> uh, a year Did later, you go to Typhoon Lagoon? Is that where you went? I think so. Okay, cool. I, I, it was really fun. Nice. There's there's two. There's Typhoon Lagoon and there's Blizzard Beach. Blizzard Beach. Okay, that was cool. It. Yeah, that's the one I would want to go to is Blizzard Beach. <laughs> Josh has oh, no idea. Yeah. They don't have uh, Disney water parks at the California Resort, uh, mm-hmm. mostly just because they don't have the land for it. Um, also, it gets kind of cool there a lot of the year. In Florida, though, it's just hot all yeah, year. exactly. Yeah, so. It makes sense. But yeah, that's where I was. I was at Disneyland. I just want to go to Epcot. We had a great time. Exactly. I just want to eat. Eat around the world. I just want to eat the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have ham at Epcot. They probably do. From everywhere. (laughs) Hams from around the world. If there was a hams from around the world, that would be amazing. (laughs) Yep. In the Canada Pavilion, you get Canadian bacon. In In America, it's just the same Canadian bacon, just called ham. Yeah, just called ham. Yeah, that would be awesome. hilarious if it was literally the exact in, same slice. Yeah. Yeah. In the China Pavilion, it's ham fried rice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You you could do ham around the world. Delicious. They sh- that should be one of their festivals. Hams around the world. Hams around the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go to the news. All righty. Are you, are you beeping in your news right now, Corey? We need to download your news. I'm boycotting that. Okay, wow. No news from Corey, then. Okay, so first off, I have a little bit of news out of Warner Brothers. Sweet. It looks like Constantine will be getting his own animated series for CW Seed. 
And I wait, 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 wait for what? CWC. It's their streaming. Oh, it's a streaming channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to like subscribe is, right? to it? Isn't Vixen so. on there? Or is it like a YouTube it's channel? It's free. Oh, it's free. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Do you have to have TV programming though to get it? Or uh, can I you don't just... think so. Oh. Cool. No, I mean that's uh, that's how I was watching Riverdale. Is it just downloaded the nice. thing on the Xbox and just doop, watch it that way? Okay, so I have some questions. Constantine, the original source material, was that a graphic novel or was that a series, series. that went on and on and on? Mm-hmm. Oh, so there's tons of material yeah, for them to still use going here. On. Oh, it's still going on. Pretty sure he died for a little bit and then he came back. Nice. I mean, he not the character died, the serial right. serialization died. Didn't he get his soul back by a bet with the devil or something? Something like that. Like that. There's he's <laughs> had lots of right. yeah. fun like and wacky adventures. Yep. That crazy Constantine. That's cool. So it's gonna be like half hour show. Do we I, know? Would, like, I would assume. Have we seen any images? Does uh, it look some cool? images. There were a couple images from uh, New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. That was but about it. It looked equivalent to um, what he looked like in, in, in Justice League Dark. Yeah, I couldn't oh, tell. I, I seen couldn't tell, and I couldn't find anything if it was the same dude. Because like the guy uh, who was in Justice, the, the Constantine that was in Justice League Dark, was the Constantine that was in the live action. Yes. Um, no, not him. Not him. No, <sighs> I wish it was. Dang. But Keanu guy, Reeves. No, no, no. Um, the, the the Constantine series. Oh, there's a live action series. Yes, there was there was one season on CW that Ooh. a lot of fans loved. Uh huh. Um, but CW but they put it on a bad night. They put it on Friday nights, and Friday nights is death night. Yep. Oh. Especially for new shows. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they got canceled, and there were a lot of there was a lot of uproar from people that watched Arrow and Flash and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they uh, Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow, managed to actually get uh, the guy that played Constantine on an episode for Arrow. Nice, and brought him back for one uh, one little special thing, and then it's confirmed that the same actor is going to play Constantine in the next season of Legends of Tomorrow as well. Cool. So they keep bringing him back just for tiny little cameo things. I like that kind of consistency. I appreciate that. DC's really good about that, especially mm-hmm. on their CW stuff. Mm-hmm. They are really good about tying everything together. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so when does this show come out? 2018. That's all we got? That's all I got. Sweet. Between the first and last quarter. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yep. It does Now, Constantine kind of has a sarcastic humor element Very to it. So. Is it going to be in keeping with that kind Most of... Most likely. That's cool. I like that. It's not going to be like a, a kiddie show, right? No, it's going to no. be it's going to awesome. it's going to be like Justice League Dark and these, you know. Sweet. I still need to watch that. Yeah, these more uh, adult tones. adult mm-hmm. cartoons, mm-hmm. which Sweet. is weird to say. It's still weird to say an adult cartoon. Do you think? Could you foresee them doing a uh, a thing where they put maybe like the first three episodes together in like a movie release and put it in the theater for a weekend or something like that? No. Is it going to be that big? You think or not? I don't know for Constantine Young okay. Justice maybe mm-hmm. when that comes back. Mm-hmm. If they were to do that, I mean that's basically what they're doing with Teen Titans. Yeah, they're taking Teen Titans Go, making it into a movie. So mm-hmm. nice, cool. That's kind of exciting. Yep. Um, also, from our good friends over at Disney, uh, they've officially <laughs> shelved Gigantic. Yeah. Which sucks because that was like the Disney animated movie I was looking forward to. I was really looking forward to it as well, just because it was not a sequel, first nope. of all. And it's which different. Which is great. And different. different. Uh, yeah, it looked really different. It was kind of a, a new take on the Jack and the Beanstalk story, and it was going to be set in Spain. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine it would kind of pull elements from like Don Quixote and you know kind of some of that Spanish uh idealism and I man I was so excited about that one but 
Oh well, I guess some some projects just well, don't I mean, happen. We never saw anything from them. the only thing they gave us like two it was a images, teaser poster, gotcha. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically it was two or three expos ago. So either four or six years ago, they gave us like the font or whatever, yeah. like they did with Coco. And then they and, and then, they, then they gave us that picture, that picture with the foot and the yeah. Well, they gave us a picture of him and the girl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that one yeah and and that's basically it and they they gave us some information about what it was going to be basically what i just said a second ago is the only information we were ever going to get well it's weird because i i i thought i i can't, I can't remember actually I, now that i think about it i can't remember was it on their upcoming release thing that they announced a couple months ago when they no, released so. all their stuff Mm-mm. i think there was an untitled disney mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm animated yeah. i so i think that's the slot that gigantic that it was, was in. probably in okay but i i don't get why they announce things so far in the future when things stand a chance of never being made like why even announce it four years ago uh, you know wait until stuff gets in the pipeline stuff gets actually started to be generated because we know that it takes two or three years to make most animated films so you know if you're not even in production like why even i don't know it just seems you gotta like gauge interest yeah i guess it, it's one of those like we're like hey we're gonna make um i don't know throw something out there gigantic Wait. we're gonna make gigantic <laughs> we're gonna throw this out mm-hmm. and they're gonna test the waters and mm-hmm. if there's a lot of people clamoring to it for it they can allocate more resources and get it out quicker yeah whereas if there's no buzz whatsoever people don't even know what gigantic yep. is yeah then it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll try one more time. Maybe like a little smaller thing. We'll we'll release a key bit of info, mm-hmm. gauge that. Nobody cares. Shelve it. Yeah, so so then all we have to look forward to right now for like Disney with that, Like is... with that Ferdinand one that they were doing. Mm-hmm. There was no yeah. anything and then dropped it. And yeah. then, what is it? Is it Sony that's taken it? Uh, well, they were doing a simultaneous project, I yeah. think. And I th- I think it is Sony, the one with yeah. uh, John Cena. <laughs> Amazing, he is bull. So yeah, it uh, uh, now on the Disney Horizon, the the only two we have to look forward to are both sequels. Mm-hmm. So I'm moderately oh, in that. Well, I'm talking Phoenix to Disney Figure. Studio. I know you don't like to separate the two, but well, I mean it's only because it's the same company. <laughs> yeah, um, not different studio though. Same mm-hmm. same ownership, different studio. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, all we have is Frozen 2, which I'm moderately excited about, and Wreck-It Ralph 2, which I'm quite excited about. I'm but pretty pumped for that one. I would be even more excited for original content like Gigantic. But I'm alone in this island of wanting new and creative things. Nope. I would so. like something new to pop up. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. There's two of us. Josh, you want original content, right? Yeah. I'd okay. rather have original stuff. Like gigantic. Three then. makes the start of a revolution, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's change the world. Let's make that happen. <laughs> Been doing that since the day I was born. Nice. <laughs> um, did either one of you? I that is a stupid question for Gavin Corey. Did you ever watch Train to Busan? Um, no. Dang it, guys! Watch Korean dramas. Uh, Sorry, it's a, man. It's like a it's a Korean zombie movie about this uh, father. And he's taking his daughter to go see their her mom for daughter's birthday and zombie outbreak happens so they're on this train and they can't stop like they're trying they have to get to busan and like they're closing all these train stations down it's actually quite good 
Nice. And people on the train turn into zombies, and you gotta get fight through the train. Spoilers. Um, but they've released an animated prequel <laughs> to Train to Busan called Soul Station. Okay. Well, Soul, like yeah, the, like, like, the like, like the city, yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. E O U L. Um. <laughs> So and yeah, it's and it's on available on Shutter right now. So I did the free thirty day trial, watched mm-hmm. it. It was quite good. It's quite nice. good. They have a lot of scary Halloween stuff on there. So stuff that's too spooky for me. But <laughs> but I did watch this because I liked Train to Busan. And I was like, ooh, and it was it was quite good. Nice. I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, is Train to Busan animated, or is nope. just this prequel it's, it's a live animated? action. Okay, but mm-hmm. this prequel is animated. Prequel is live action. Uh, okay. is, is animated, yes. Got it. Nice. Yeah. I haven't watched a whole lot of Korean mo- movies or TV shows at all. I think I can only think of one that I've ever seen. I've so I don't, seen I, I don't get exposed to it. I don't see Korean things on Netflix, on Netflix very much. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. to know where to look. Oh. got to go and look at that foreign category mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff there i always get distracted by the british comedies oh, yeah. they suck me in every time so uh, i'm showing your wife in uh, a korean one tomorrow oh yeah yeah if we're gonna watch uh men on a mission yeah uh it's like this funny little game slash talk show type thing huh and uh yeah exo was on there so we're gonna ah, nerd out with our boy band there it is there's the reason Corey, you got anything I have one thing. Um, this week I found out that there's actually a sequel to uh, My Neighbor Totoro. I think everybody found out that this was a sequel. I don't think anybody Breaking knew about this. Breaking news on Animation Station. But it's been a out week for, later. It's been out for a while, apparently. It's, it's like a, 2006, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a 14-minute uh, short film called uh, My and the Kitten Bus. And it's a prequel to My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, you are able to watch it if you can buy a very quick, cheap plane ticket to Japan. And it will be playing at the Ghibli Museum all of November. So. Nice. <laughs> That's not hard. So, but what we read about it was that it was made in 2006, but it's never had a theatrical or no, home release. Correct. It's, it's just exclusive. So, like, to nobody had ever seen it, right? Ghibli Museum. Yep. Yeah. That's they, crazy. They rotate their short films that they have every month. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. I, I can't believe that that hadn't seen the light of day, really, yeah. until now. Ah, why don't we live in Japan? That's the I, dream. Yeah, right? That's the dream. <laughs> One day. Or have quick, easy access to Japan. One of the two. Yeah. Like an under, like a Pacific floor bullet train. It when, just goes through like a tunnel. When, just, Elon, when Elon Musk makes that Hyperloop. Yes. To go from America to Japan. Mm-hmm. Then there we go. Perfect. We'll be the first <laughs> passengers to board that. Heck yeah, bro. Yeah. Um. Some uh, fun for Rugrats fans. Ooh. I'm pretty excited about this one, actually. <laughs> we got to find an FYE. I don't know where there's an FYE. Is there one in Quail? Uh, there used to be maybe. one in Quail. I don't know. Oh, that was a Suncoast. There's vintage stock with that. No. no. Um, they're selling Reptar bars. What at... are Reptar bars? The, the, the candy bar from Rugrats. Uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't remember the the slogan, oh, but no it'll clue. turn your tongue green. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chocolate bar with uh-huh. green stuff inside and nickelodeon you, slime <laughs> it, basically nickelodeon slime and you eat it like you bite into it and then it's just like green turns your tongue green 
just nice. like reptar cereal will also so it's like a tender. common thing on like duff beer and the simpsons like you see it all the time in the show i mean well no i mean it's like a one-time thing oh but i mean a reptar is there's oh, there was I've always seen that before reptar yeah. merch mm-hmm. all over the place okay nice so they they've actually manufactured these things mm-hmm. and they're selling them yep nice and they're only at fye only at fye apparently huh. i'm probably sure you can get them probably on amazon online. yeah yeah nice but they could melt and then you have like brown green stuff in a box that just seems bad it's a good time it's halloween <laughs> i'd say we get some let's get some reptile bars i'm down for it um yeah let's get some reptile bars all right uh also disney also announced that there's going to be a coco vr coming out 11 15 2017 Ooh. It's like a VR experience type thing where you can walk around the world and uh-huh. from what the commercial showed, play a guitar and maybe sing in front of skeleton people. Is this a... Right? I know, it looks stupid. Is this something that you can do on your own VR yeah. device or is it a physical place where you have to go and no i mean it, it's it's, it's 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 no you you get it you can download your own um okay i think they were i think it was a bunch of oculus stuff so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a couple different vr things you can well i think this was like it was like this exclusive was like to oculus? i think it was exclusive to oculus nice yeah. i mean Which is that's weird, cool but facebook owns oculus don't they i'm not sure i don't I, remember i know facebook owned bought some vr i thought they were team. still working on it yeah, but I think they they bought. Oh, okay, guys. You guys want me yeah, to call I Zuckerberg? I can ask him. Yeah, and yeah. Ahead, give, right uh, right, hang on. Hang on I'll call get him. Jesse Eisenberg on the phone. Right. <laughs> He'll know. <laughs> He'll know. Uh, have you guys ever done a, a VR experience, like a real like uh, like played a game or had some sort of I did adventure one that in VR? Ryan, mm-hmm. we did on his phone once. And did you do something, or is it one where you just pop it on and look around? You, you just popped it on and look around. Okay, and I didn't care because they have these places popping up at the malls. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do one just to see what it's about. They're putting in like a major, amazing looking one at downtown Disney at the Disneyland resort. And it's a star Wars experience. And they're, they're basically gutting two of the stores in downtown Disney and making this huge VR experience area. Um, It opens sometime next year. And I'm sure lines for that are going to be around the block, but I definitely want to try that. And it's one where they actually have physical props in there. So when you see like a railing and you reach out, you'll actually be grabbing a railing, which is awesome. I think that's really impressive. So I've never experienced one of these things, but I kind of really, really want to. Uh, You just have to go to DZ Comics and more. They have an Oculus Rift that you can just pay to play Mm -hmm. one of the games. Okay. And they have, they have a whole board. space at Penn Square Mall okay. where yeah. you have you get your own little room and, and it's like you I think it's have like an adventure a game or something. An hour. Something okay. like that. Something so like you that. can do a you lot do a in an hour if it's like two people. Okay. Like I feel like maybe we should have an animation station outing and then we do a review of it because cool. that's kind of animated stuff if we do yeah. something that science fiction Video games are or, animated that we yeah. just never cover. Yeah. Maybe we do that for a future show. That'd be fun. Maybe our Christmas special could be oh, that. There you go. That would be a fun Christmas special. Yeah. Cool. Also. All the news today. All the news. Yeah, so much it. news. Ruby Volume 5 Chapter 1 <gasps> premiered on Rooster Teeth. Sweet. And it was fantabulous. I bet Tony's been busy on marketing that stuff. Yeah. I'm Our sure. boy. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. RTX London was this week, or was last weekend. Well, this. They have this a previous. London con? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's it, this is the first year for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they've got Austin, Sydney, and London. 
Dang. Yeah. Worldwide. Right. That's awesome. Very cool. But yes, and it was good. The also, we also got the like, Yang trailer. That was uh that was pretty interesting. So wait, season this is season five season of Ruby. Five. Is this just kind of an open ended thing or do they know that okay, like we're gonna wrap it up in season six or like I don't know. what is the outlook for it? Do I don't you know? know? How many episodes? Is I would this one love be? to get Miles on here or Gray on here, and we can talk about mm-hmm. the future of Ruby. So everybody, go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> go to Twitter and bug Miles Luna <laughs> and tell him. Hit the desk. You did. Tell him that we want him on an episode. Mm-hmm. But how many episodes of season five are there going to be? Do you know? Uh, probably thirteen. Is that 12, about 13? how much it's they've about, been now. so far? Cool. Yeah, I definitely need to check out seasons Animation two through quality, four. Way yeah, better, you showed especially me. from you showed me season one was rough. Yeah, and that's kind of to be expected. It was their first real foray into that type of animation, and they were pretty ambitious. There's a without I will the resources. Say there's a scene that is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'll wait for you to watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Does it and involve? I, and I, won't, I won't spoil it because right now it's out there for uh, first subscribers. And people, and you can go on to uh, the Rooster Teeth website, watch it that way, get a free trial for first, and watch it. Or you can wait till next week when it comes out on YouTube. Does this gorgeous scene involve petals falling from flowering trees? I'm not going to say. <laughs> That's <a> yes. <laughs> okay, what's next? <laughs> uh, Wizard World. Corey and I are going to be going yeah. to Wizard World. So tell us about Wizard World. Uh, well, Gavin, you're just going to have to listen to our Wizard World episode. I know. I'm excited. We're doing a pre-Wizard World episode and then a post-Wizard World episode. Wow. And uh, you got yourself a press pass, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. So, see, this is a sign that Animation Station is moving up. moving on. We got a press pass. Cheer. Nice. If we can get one for D23 in two years, (laughs) I will do my job there. Yes. That will be awesome. (laughs) <laughs> um well then start working start, okay. start making the rounds all right getting press passes yeah uh gavin now the most important thing mm-hmm. did you get me any present when you were in disney um i did not because i couldn't find anything from the things that you like and i could neither afford nor fit in my luggage that pegasus thing that you wanted I do the, gotta say though, the fuzzy tail. Thank you for the present that you got me. Though. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate. Yeah, it. <laughs> that was a collector's item, one of a kind. So, yeah, you're welcome, Corey. Uh, the look of just pure <laughs> hatred right now. <laughs> the daggers coming out of Josh's Josh's face right now are. Here's direct, the thing. Here's the thing me. about the, here's the thing about that Pegasus. Uh huh. As a big long tail, yeah. it is meant to be like a shawl. Yeah. You could have worn that on the plane. That's fair, and I would have had a pillow on yes. the plane as well. Yeah, I would have let you right. sleep on Pegasus. You're right. So if there's anybody <laughs> you want to get Josh a fun present, <laughs> I want that Pegasus with a really long tail. Yeah, with it's like got a tail that's like a it's like four feet it's fuzzy ridiculous. scarf. Yeah, I those are the weirdest products. But I want it. Uh, I want I it know. so much. I know. We never went back to get it, Mm-mm. and I regret it. I regret it to this day. You'll be it's back. It's been. You'll it's be been. Back. Three, three, four months. They've had those things for a couple of years. So I want it so bad. I know, I know you do. It'll be there next time you go. You can plan for it. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. I guess we should but go. But see, I, I did look, and they, they still don't have anything from even their current shows, like Star and Marco, and they didn't have anything from anything different from Lion Guard that I thought you'd like. Anything Sophia the First? You don't watch Sophia the First. I know, but I mean, I, I was just wondering yeah, if there are any... there are Sophia the First things. Okay, that's, so that's actually the most product-heavy one weird. because kids like that show. Yeah, and I guess and they don't they care like about toys. teenagers. They don't. They really don't. Or adults that watch the teenage shows because yeah. they just don't give product. It's too bad. It really is. What about the... Uh... I mean, even Troll Hunters is putting out like action figures. I can't find any of them, though. Oh, really? I, are, I, you think I, they're sold I've, out? I've or you gone, think to, they're I've gone to Target. I can't find them. In our market. I don't know. I mean, I've gone to this Jared, Target. Or, yeah, Jared got some at, oh. at his Target in California. Well, he's in California. He yeah. doesn't live in Oklahoma. Mm-mm. Hey, Jared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I wish they would put out more. Like, if they sold Gravity Falls action figures or, like, they little, have, they have little characters. Not Funkos. Like, actual characters. They did like, at one point. Man, I would they have like some of Christmas those. Christmas ornaments. Eh, I don't want a Christmas ornament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can cut the little thing off and pop them on your desk. Yeah, that's true. Do that. Still, I I don't get why they don't merchandise that stuff because they're missing out on money. Mm-hmm. And you would think, with the way they are, they would that not want to miss out on money? money. Yeah, nah, Disney <laughs> doesn't care about money. <laughs> right? They just you know print it off. They don't they don't need to sell anything. <laughs> exactly. All right. So this week, we watched for our main topic. Mm-hmm. We watched Artman Animations 2005 stop motion animated film. Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Yes, we did. Now, everybody, just uh, go ahead and lean back. Maybe maybe go grab some <laughs> lunch. Because Gavin is going to talk about Aardman. Uh, I'm not going to bore you or be super I'm, lengthy. Didn't, didn't say you were going to bore us. I'm just like, <laughs> just like sit back, relax, because Gavin's going to... Re- he's going to like audiobook this. He's just going to... Re- Gale us with wonderfulness. Nah, I, I don't have a whole lot to, to say background-wise that we haven't already said in previous episodes. Um, go back and listen to our Wallace and Cromit episode during Audience Appreciation April. That was great. But, uh, you know, this was um, the very first time that Wallace and Gromit, the beloved characters from Ardman, uh, got a feature animated film. Uh, and I hope that it's not the last, but currently it's the only feature animated film they've done. And in 2005, it was up against uh, Corpse Bride at the awards, and it beat Corpse Bride, won the Best Animated Feature Award at the Academy Awards. Very nice. It is the only... It was interesting that two stop-motion films were up against each other in the same year. There were some other films that year, but those were the clear favorites. And since it won, it holds the distinction of being the only stop-motion animated film ever to win Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards, which I think is cool. Um, And to me, it's just a fantastic work of stop-motion animation. What I love about Aardman when they do traditional stop-motion, because I don't know if you guys know, but several of their movies look stop-motion, but they're actually... CG, mm-hmm. like flushed away. We saw the trailer for that, yeah. right? You could tell because they were showing us animatics. But when you watch that, you, it looks like stop motion, mm-hmm. but it's all CG animated. Well, this one is their traditional stop motion style. And I love that they actually go all the way back and use that original plasticine, like hand molded and manipulated stop motion um, technique. 
you know they're not using like models where you know every head has 50 replacements for all the different facial expressions and mouth movements they're actually moving the clay itself to make this animated thing happen and so there are moments where you can actually see like fingerprints and where mm -hmm. the animators touched and manipulated the plasticine and i love that it gives their films a very tactile feel um it, it lends to the especially in wallace and gromit the quaintness of it and because that's really what wallace and gromit is it's it's kind of a quaint british comedy mystery kind of thing that they have and that artistic style lends to that i i just like that it seems so simple and pure and um to me it just i just delight in it it, it really gets my animation juices flowing uh, i just i love watching their stuff so interestingly enough um the same year that this was released um ardman had some struggles uh, they were in the middle of their partnership with dreamworks which later dissolved but they actually had um a warehouse where they had stored all of their sets for like all the original wallace and gromit films all of the sets for and characters for chicken run things like that and it was a shared studio set or warehouse with a couple other studios and freaking burned to the ground so they lost wow. like all of their history um the thankfully their films their finished films were stored somewhere else but like all of their original sets for the first almost 30 years of their studio were basically wiped out in one fire which stinks um but in a lot of ways especially with creative companies that just gave them you know more opportunity to build further legacy but i remember there was a lot of people that were just heartbroken that all the original wallace and gromit stuff was like gone forever yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's the reason why we haven't seen a whole lot of Wallace and Gromit since then. They did one more short film after that, which wasn't quite as successful as any of their other stuff. But anyway, um, let's actually talk about the movie so All that right. I don't blather on forever. All right. So, uh, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, mm -hmm. um, summary of the movie, uh, Wallace and his loyal dog Gromit set out to discover the mystery behind the garden sabotage that plagues their village and threatens the annual giant vegetable growing contest. Mm -hmm. That's all it says. Good summary. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So yeah, in this, in this movie, so it's just a summary. If you've never seen any Wallace and Gromit, you know, Wallace is an inventor and he uses his inventions to um, help Wallace and Gromit start businesses so in this one they're a pest control business specifically they're after rodents specifically rabbits who um, are damaging the locals gardens and it's all in this run-up to the vegetable competition and so they're they're anti-pesto uh, this movie's filled with puns and uh, innuendo yeah. and you know a lot of yes. tongue-in-cheek wink wink nudge nudge kind of stuff it's very british and I get a kick out of it. Um, you know, it's all stuff that, you know, your, your kids are fine. They're not going to get any of that stuff. It's, it's stuff that's put in there for the adults, which I appreciate. But, uh, uh yeah, um, it's classic Wallace inventing this thing, 
inventing this other thing, deciding, hey, we can just combine these things for the super invention. And of course, it goes wrong. Yeah. And in this case, they're trying to manipulate the brainwaves of rabbits so that they no longer want to eat vegetables. I don't know how they're going to live after that, yeah. but <laughs> nothing can go wrong. With nothing that can go wrong. Right. And so he combines it with this his this big giant bunny vacuum that he created that sucks the bunnies out of their holes, which like is the, hilarious. The bunny vac six thousand, yeah, something. the bun vac six thousand. It's freaking hilarious. I love the inventions that they come up with in these in these films. And uh, and yeah, so he you know goes to cross his leg and flips the switch from suck to blow, and basically ends up switching personalities with a rabbit. And um, that's when the kind of main part of the or that's the twist that drives the rest of the story, basically. And so, you know, it, it turns into this scenario where now there's this monster rabbit that's really ravaging the gardens of the town, eating the prize pumpkins and prize watermelons and giant produce of yep. the area. Um, and. I, I love how they play up, you know, the idea of, you know, we're we've been cursed and, you know, it's because we've made these unholy vegetables <laughs> that are that are just too big. And now we're having to pay for it. I love the vicar character yeah, in this. He he's is great. Great. He's just this classic like what you see in, in British television a lot, yeah. you know. And so it it was it was just so well played and how he's got his own prize veg that he wants in the in the competition and I like how he was uh, dousing it with holy water. Yeah, he's yeah. dousing it with holy good. water. It was awesome. And you know, he was making um, you know, uh sacrifices or donations from his harvest in order to like seal the deal with God that he could win and you know, everybody was out to win this competition. And uh, you know, but then he also plays into the fear mongering and, yeah. and all this stuff that comes because he's the first one that actually sees the were rabbit. Um so, I mean, did you guys find that this story, like, kept you interested? Like, was there enough mystery and, and twist involved in it that you found the plot interesting? Or was it see-through for you guys? I know Josh is really good at guessing endings and figuring things out from the beginning. But I like the kind of mid-twist in the middle and then kind of how it ends as well. I expected that part. I expected the main twist with uh, Wallace turning into the mm-hmm. way rabbit. Um, I didn't expect the rabbit to start turning into Wallace. Right. So that yeah, was, that was I different. love that. I love so that, that. That was that was a nice little surprise. What's cool about that is, and you you probably didn't pick up on any of it, but basically every line he says is a line that Wallace says in a previous Wallace and Gromit film. Okay. They're all like classic Wallace lines, and that's what's funny. It's kind of a fan nugget in there because mm-hmm. like oh he said that in this oh he said that in this and you yeah. know it, it's just funny to hear him say all of wallace's catchphrases basically gotcha. yeah um yeah see i i like that part too like the the fact that they misdirect you in the beginning and you think that it's this messed up rabbit that's turning into the were rabbit this giant monster rabbit and then you learn that it's actually wallace because they've switched and then it's after that that you figure out, oh, well, if he's turning into a rabbit, then the rabbit's turning into him. Yeah. And I thought that was very clever and really helped drive the story along. Here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. So what causes the were-rabbit is when they, like, switch minds because of Wallace's device. Yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. Then how come there was a were-rabbit 
in the Vickers book? Um, because that's a great question. And I would assume that it's because... Um, plot device. Plot device, <laughs> yes. But um, in my mind, it's something that, you know, can come about through various circumstances. I mean, I think, I think the curse plays into that. And I think that uh, I'm, I'm getting way too deep on this. This is not meant to be this deep. <laughs> but in my mind, I feel like that's where the curse comes in. Because I think ultimately the machine only gave him rabbit characteristics. And, you know, you saw him like kind of hop around a little. You saw him scratch his ear with his foot. And you saw him like all of a sudden like vegetables. Those are the things that the machine did. But the curse that's on the town when the full moon comes out, which is like, you know, this happens every hundred years or something. Uh, that's what turns him fully into the were rabbit. That's kind of how my mind justified it. But you're right. There's no explanation for that. Not in the movie. Anyway, there may be some literature at Ardman that can explain it. I'll dig. I'll see, <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I can find something. Um, I, what, okay, Corey, what was your impression of, like their house and their their little contraptions for waking up in the morning and first thing I for thought, answering the alarm and things like that. Like he's so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> that drove me crazy. I'm like this is all just for you to get out of bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was enjoyable. But it, he had was, to build it, that. And it was funny. Yes, yeah. he had to build it. But that just shows the extreme lengths that he will go just to not right. have to get out of bed himself. <laughs> I love it because in all their previous films, you know, they had a mechanism for him to get out of bed and to the breakfast table and to get dressed. Mm -hmm. But this one added the feature of if it's alarm, if it's an alarm going off, then they go down those chutes and they get their boots on, they get their hats on, and then they end up in the van and they zip out of their front of their garage with the van. So I thought that was cool that they kind of added that new level of twist to their morning routine or their in the middle of the night routine. Um, but I don't know, to me, that's one of the great things about Wallace and Gromit is they've always got crazy, unnecessary inventions yeah. like that, which is really funny. <clears throat> so, um, what do you guys feel about the characters? I, I think this has a lot of good characters in it that I still like Gromit. Gromit's your favorite still. Yeah. yeah. I do like Gromit. Um, I cannot remember, uh, the, the bad guy's name. Lord, uh, uh, somebody look it, it up. It. Yeah, it's Ray Fiennes plays that character. It's Lord something. Um, I thought he was a great... Lord Victor Quartermain. Quartermain, yes. So I liked him. I thought he was fantastic. The The scene yeah. where he first loses his toupee and it gets sucked down the hole and he does that quick like... <gasps> And he looks back at her yep. to make sure she to see if she saw it, <laughs> and that look of horror on his face, like, "Oh no, I've been found out." I'm I was a fan of uh, Lady Toddington. Lady Toddington, yeah. I like Toddy. I think I she was fun. Know. I like how she was always dressed up As like a, a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> I hated how when the, the, the the pitchfork went through her her hair, mm -hmm. and the next thing you see her, she has bandages in her hair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> Yeah, they um, do silly stuff like that. Yes, no, that was funny. Really silly. The only character I didn't, I did not like was mm -hmm. uh, the bad guy's dog. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it, it it reminded me way too much of the bad guy's dog from Wacky Racers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. all I can think of the entire that time. Guy. Okay, I, that's the best. Yeah, it does have a similar do. look. Hard. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a smoker's <laughs> wheeze. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, but that that. 
that's the only reason I didn't like him was just because all I could think of was Wacky Racers. Yeah, the only I kind of agree. The only thing I didn't like about his dog, um, Roger, Rod, sure, Roderick. He calls mm-hmm. him something like that. Uh, is he doesn't look like other dogs they've done in the Wallace and Gromit series. He d- he kind of looks out of place a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I mean, I think everybody else, all the other characters in the town, um, you, Josh, you should have been happy with all the characters in the town. They all had unique looks and they were all fully detailed. I felt I didn't see any skimpage in mm-hmm. the town folk. Yeah, no, they were fine. That was cool. Um, Mark Gaddis was Mrs. Blight. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Um so the the characters I felt like were all really strong though. Yeah, Whether or not we liked Toddy or we yeah. liked the dog, I think they all played their role and um, served the the story. You know, I don't think there was like superfluous characters, mm-hmm. extra characters that you didn't this need. Was, this was voiced very well. Yeah, I think so too. I think the the voice acting was fantastic. Um, oh, and which brings up another point that one of the reasons they may not have made any more Wallace Gromit films in the last several years is because Peter Salas, the voice of Wallace has passed away. Uh, um, and why. I mean, his voice is unmistakable. Like I, I don't remember what show it was, but I was watching some British TV show and he made an appearance on it. He enters the room and he opens his mouth and I was like, <gasps> it's Wallace. I mean, was that's it last just... of the summer wine. I don't know if it was that or not. I, I honestly don't remember. It was a long time That's ago. That's the only thing I remember because I used to show it on PBS. Really? So it was last yeah. summer. <laughs> it might have been. But, uh, I mean, he's not, like, putting on a voice when he does Wallace. Like, that is his voice. That's cool. So it's very recognizable. You know, I think we're going to have to cross this bridge with Troll Hunters possibly, too. Because, um, what's that guy's name? Ale- Anton. Anton. I want to call him Alexi always. Alexi. Anton. Um you know, he as well has an unmistakable voice, yeah. you know, and so I think they're going to have to find somebody to voice match or change choose it. to just change it, yeah. you know, which that's rough. You know, it's like when you change the lead singer of a band. Yep. Uh, may or may not work out. You know, it's going to have a different sound. When you sound, get the singer sure. from Bad Company to, you know, sing with Queen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you're right. The voice acting in this was really, really good. Um, did the humor work for you guys? Yes, because I was yeah. I was I, chuckling throughout, and I I've like seen British this humor. like ten times. Yeah, so I, I've always enjoyed British humor. So yeah. yes, I, I enjoyed cool. that part. I grew yeah. up with BBC America. I get all of it. Nice, I like it. Cool. Um, well, Corey, what did you think about the music? I didn't expect Hans Zimmer. <laughs> he keeps popping up. <laughs> yeah, and we're always surprised by that. I what think was, what else is he? He, was he, in, uh, he produced the music. <laughs> He didn't write the music. He yeah. just produced the music. I don't really know what that means he did. He just kind of oversaw the music, yeah. I guess. But I think the score in this is fantastic. I think the score in this is fantastic. It was really good. It was a good. lot better than I expected it to mm-hmm. be, honestly. I mean, uh, it's got mystery. It's got intensity. Yeah. Action. And then just lightheartedness as well. Yeah. They, they yeah. did a good job with the score. The the main theme is the same as it is for all of the Wallace and Gromit's. The dun, 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 dun. But like everything else, like they use that theme in a lot of the score, but there was a lot of original awesome music in this, I thought. Mm-hmm. It, it was I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, um, the artwork is really the last thing. Um, I... Like I said, I love this style. I know that 
Corey, you haven't watched a lot of stop motion because it doesn't appeal to you visually yeah. in many ways. Um, and I hope we can expose you to a little more stop motion so you can see more of a full spectrum of things. I think this month you're getting a pretty broad spectrum yeah. because we did Coraline last week. We're, this week is Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Next week we got Frankenweenie. Yeah. And Frankenweenie is a totally different style than either of these other two. A much more refined, clean style. That's one where they used uh, models instead of clay. Okay. So, like, the heads are changed out for different facial features and expressions and things like that. So, you don't have inconsistencies like you would in something like this. But like I said in the beginning, I love the the tactile look of these films. The set designs are just unbelievable like Tottingham Manor and uh that whole fair that they set up there and then everywhere we were in the town just seemed so full of detail all of the <clears throat> excuse me all of the signage all of the bricks all of the cobblestones in the road the little backyard gardens I thought there was so much detail in every area of this movie and for stop motion that's hugely impressive to me that they would build such detailed sets and, uh, you know, have so much quality artwork in it. And then I just think their character design style is so funny and uh, charming. Yeah. You know, they, they have the, the big eyes and the, the big mouths with, you know, very expressive smiles or frowns or, or screams or whatever it is. And I just think it's classically cartoony and wonderful. And I think Ardman does it better than any other stop motion uh, outfit out there as far as really getting to the core of that cartoony nature of things. And so anything they put out, I'm all in on. Mm -hmm. So as we know, next spring, early man movie comes out. Um, I showed you guys the trailer for that, right? I showed you. Okay. Basically, it's Wallace and Gromit, but in like at the meeting of the Stone Age and the Bronze Age. Okay. So it's like, and there's a the exact match. same nice. style of character, but they're all cavemen slash Bronze Age okay. men, and it looks amazing. I can't wait. I'll, def I'll definitely have to check <clears throat> that one out. Yeah. Are right, you guys ready to rank this? Let's rate it. Shall I go first? Yeah, sure. I will go first. It will be no surprise. This gets five Jiminy Crickets from me. It is okay. one of my favorite animated films of all time and probably my second favorite stop motion animated film after Nightmare. Okay. So I love it. Coraline? I will give. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't use that last week. Nice. nice. Okay. I'll give it a three. Three, okay. uh, three Durkins because. I, I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed mm -hmm. the music and stuff, but I'm still trying to get over that hump mm -hmm. of not being bothered by stop motion. Yeah. And I understand that visually it can be tough to get into a, a style that you're not, you know, in love with or yeah. used to. And it can take exposure to yeah. kind of start to and find I, the I, things that you like. I have an open mind. I'll keep watching. Yeah. Them. And yeah, Charlie didn't like that part of it either. She found them messy mm -hmm. i think is what she said or squishy and yeah. she doesn't she wants solid clean hard lines yeah. all the time she so, wants Leica. so claymation is not for her yeah josh what you got uh, i'm gonna get three different pines nice so you guys didn't hate it but didn't love it correct yeah okay 
But again, if I if I if I really enjoyed this style of animation, it would mm-hmm. be higher. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Cool. Well, there's another one that I think you should watch, so I'll recommend that later. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. So we're gonna be doing something a tad different. Okay. No top five this week. No top five. No top five. Because we want to hear from you. Yes. Not you, Gavin. I know. I meant the audience. I know. Okay. I know I pointed to you, but right. I meant them. I know you use your hands when you okay. talk. Yeah. yeah. So we want to hear from you, the audience. What are some questions that you have for us? Like, um, what do we like to watch? I don't know. We like to question. watch. If you need help with math. Yeah. Sure. Corey is really good at math. Yeah. If you have any tax questions, ask Gavin. No, 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 no. Ask Josh. Oh, I am in the tax or, department. Or you can ask me, and I'll just submit yeah, the standard exactly. form to, to Josh, Josh to answer the question. That's exa- Actually, no. Yes. What he'll do is he'll take it, and then he'll send it to Corey to submit. Okay. Yeah. okay. I know, well, that's more of a PSD thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it more of a PSD thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Paycom humor. <laughs> if you have any questions about anything, what we like to watch, what we like to eat, what we did last weekend, mm-hmm. what you need to do for your friend's wedding coming up in six months, just... If you're starting a podcast of your own and want some advice. Exactly. Exactly. If you need somebody to marry said friend, Josh technically is an ordained minister, so he can't do that. Dang. So we we just want to hear hear from you guys. Yeah. And we've gotten a couple emails from some people. Mm -hmm. And don't worry, I will respond to you. (laughs) I've just been very busy. Nice. And we'll read out the question out loud, say who it's from, all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where can they send us these questions? Also, also tell us what you want us to talk about. Like, if if you have something that you're dying for us to do an episode on, you know, your favorite movie or whatever it is, let us know that too. Yes. So they can submit these questions or suggestions at animationstationpodcast.com, correct? Uh, you can go to animationstationpodcast.com or you can also go to animationstationpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Nice yep. and simple pretty much it cool send us your stuff guys we want to hear from you we're also going to be doing a little something of a maybe a small giveaway oh yeah because here's the thing we need to hit 25 reviews on itunes oh okay that gives us like another tier or something uh well i mean the more reviews we have Mm -hmm. the higher up that they will feature us Got it. So the more reviews and the more downloads, well, mainly reviews. Yeah, it's reviews. The mainly reviews that we have mm-hmm. will help us reach a broader audience. So what we're going to do, this will be a fun one, boys. Um, <laughs> if we hit 25 reviews, mm-hmm. we will have a special giveaway. Nice. We have a lot of cool stuff for that. I like it. We have some patches. We have some posters. We have some art. Now, if we hit 50 reviews, we will have more art, more posters, and a little movie. Nice. A little movie, yeah. Got a little movie. Nice. Incentivize those reviews. I like it. But wait, there's more. (laughs) If something crazy happens Mm -hmm. and we get... 100 reviews <sighs> before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's everybody. Get on. Download iTunes. It's free. Give us a review. Then you can delete iTunes. I don't care what you do after that. Mm-hmm. Do that. 
Have your friends do it. Have your parents do it. If we hit one hundred, if you've got kids, create accounts for all of your kids. Exactly. And have each. So one I want to. I want to see uh, a Liam post. I want to see a Brittany post. I want to see a Remy post. If totally. I don't have those. Hundred <laughs> percent. If we hit one hundred reviews for one of our first episodes in January, what we'll do if we can hit this by the end of the year, we will do two movie giveaways, two poster giveaways. A special Gavin will draw whatever you want giveaway. I've suddenly been commissioned. Gavin's been commissioned. So I <laughs> I'm can on do board. That. I'm on board for Gavin our fans. Gavin will draw whatever you want, and you'll be on an episode. Ooh, co-hosting mm-hmm. spot. And the best part about the co-hosting spot, we'll review whatever you want us to review. Nice. That will be the discussion. Okay. So if we get 100 by the end of the year, that's the plan. All right, guys. And all you have to do, once you make that review, just take a screenshot and you can either send it to, you know, animationstationpodcast at gmail.com or you can go on our Instagram, just DM us. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, show that, hey, look, I did it. Nice. And everybody who's previously been, who's previously left us a review will automatically be entered in that as well. I like it. I like it. It'll be good. So there is a possibility for three giveaways. So you hit 25 giveaway, hit 50 giveaway, hit 100, ridiculous giveaway. Nice. I like it. I'll be good. Get out there and review us, guys. We'd really appreciate it. Yes. Obviously, we're going to give you lots of things. <laughs> now, Gavin, where can everybody review us? Um, on iTunes and Stitcher, right? Yep. I uh, messed that up. Yep. <laughs> I did. I did. Mainly we want the, the iTunes reviews. But if you do right. it on Stitcher, that's cool too. But do it on iTunes. Yeah. Gavin, where can everybody find you? On Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Majestic Corey. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. Um, on Twitter at Animate Podcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. And... On iTunes and Stitcher and our website. (laughs) And we're rolling here, guys. (laughs) On iTunes and Stitcher. You can also go to animationstationpodcast.com. Did you say they can find us on Facebook? Yep. Find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Tumblr at Animation Station Podcast. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yep. All the places. Except Snapchat. We never did the Snapchat. We didn't do a Snapchat. No. We're out on Snapchat. No. We didn't do that. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. We missed that. I'm thinking we should probably get a Vine. Nice. I think we should get a Vine account, guys. Bring it back. Uh, yeah. I mean, not before we get a MySpace page, but there yes. I don't know why we don't have a MySpace page. There's plenty of reasons why we don't have a MySpace page. <laughs> I miss MySpace. It was better. Oh, I'm sorry. You lost your space. So yeah. for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. I'm Corey. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Made you look. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.
<laughs> I guess decades at this point. What's what's blood hung gang? What? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Oh yeah, okay. I knew that was a song. I didn't know who sang yeah. it. Yep. Bloodhound Gang, which was a reference to one of those kids shows. The Bloodhound Gang was the they were the they solved mysteries. What really? show was that on? No, it wasn't. It was on um, one of the early Nickelodeon shows, I think. Was it on Pinwheel? I don't know. I one no of the like early Nickelodeon shows from before I ever even had Nickelodeon or cable. But yeah, you know of it. Yeah, because all my friends had cable and i would watch nickelodeon and or mtv at their house gotcha did you watch the nickelodeon back in those days um i think my brother did yeah remember when they did they started doing like a bunch of weird stuff like with their nickelodeon intros it'd be like a bunch of teeth or whatever and it'd be really bizarre like the little segue yeah shots those were those were weird yeah they used to do a lot of that on kids blocks and then of television it seems like they went to go work at mtv yeah that's why i think that's <laughs> yeah. what happened started yeah. at nickelodeon then they're like mm, mtv i heard they're bringing trl back is that really? true yeah did you guys hear about this TRL you don't know is. total request live the carson carson daily carson daily yeah, yeah. that why? was happening was, in like the late 90s thing, early 2000 it was like the number one show on tv yeah. which it drove me nuts because it, it, it would be just a music video interrupted Mm-hmm. Is what it was. Yeah, drove me nuts. I hated that show. There was one episode where Slipknot was on, mm-hmm. and they played their new single uh-huh. and in front of all of the little tweens. Right, and it was hilarious because <laughs> they looked horrified. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, band members, uh, Clown, is walking back and forth, pacing with a bat. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's nuts. Yeah, that was that to me was the final death knell for MTV. Like. Was Carson Daly? Carson Daly. Carson Daly, TRL. And then it all became like reality shows like Real World and Road Rules and all that. Uh, I heard, though, that they're trying to bring like music videos like back to like their main programming, mm-hmm. but I don't know. They've always shown music, music videos, but it was at like two or three in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I just remember the old days of like Kurt Loder and Jeez, those, Kurt old, Loder. those old VJs of the 90s. That's that's my MTV and you, and the eighties. Did you see who's hosting the uh, the movie thing at uh, at WizardCon? Like who's host? Like there's like no. a movie screening or whatever. Okay. Freaking Kato Kalen. And I'm Are like, you serious? I'm like, really? <laughs> well, I mean, OJ's out again, so that whole <laughs> so, thing's back in the news. So OJ's out, so Kato's so out. So Kato gets to have a little bit of limelight as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, sure. I mean, I guess that's a celebrity. Oh now. my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, wait, sure, surely <laughs> this is, you know, I'm I'm seeing Kato Kalen, but surely there's a maybe it's like Kato Kalan or something <laughs> like that. And I'm just getting the name wrong. Nope, right. it's Kato Kalan. Uh, like, oh well, geez. the one and only. He's got to be getting old. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe he was probably like 30 in 94. Yeah. Or was that 96? And that's been 20 something years. Oh yeah. It's got to be in his 50s or 60s. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we don't flashback. This is stuff. this is all about the 90s today. All about the 90s. You know what else is in the 90s? What? 
I know who Kato Kalen is now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just had to Google, uh, look him up real quick. That's hilarious. Uh, you know what else is stuck in the 90s? What? Welcome to the Animation Station <laughs> Podcast.